you can't predict when I'm gonna go squee and stuff like that. Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm Opal. Not crazy. Not trapped in the asylum. No, for now. For now. <laughs> um, and this week we watched Grave Encounters 2011, written and directed by Colin Minihan and Stuart Ortiz, a.k.a. The Vicious Brothers. That's right. Uh, also starring Sean Rogerson, Ashley Griska, and Merwin Mondesir. But before we get into that, Opal, what have we been up to the last couple weeks? We accidentally took a week off. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. What are we, you... We've been doing stuff, so. What are you, our boss? I... We can take a week off. Technically, they are. We serve the public. But they don't pay us. Oh... They could. When they start paying us, I'll start apologizing for taking a week off. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what have we been? What have we been up to? You? Uh, we saw some movies. Yeah. To start off, we saw the abominable Doctor Fubes. Doctor Fives. Fives. Uh, the the nineteen seventies Vincent Price uh, vehicle. Yes, uh, very, very related to Theater of Blood, which we did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I like this one. Uh, I wish there was more Vincent in it, though. Yeah, but when he is there... It's good. He's really good. That's right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but I think I like, of the two, I think I like Theater of Blood more, just because it is a vehicle for him to be on screen doing Shakespeare a lot, which is just, like, yeah. more fun for me than what he's doing in this one. Yeah, but I will give him props here. In In the movie, he doesn't actually say anything. He he acts without saying a word, but he has to act like he's talking, but not talking. Yeah, his, Which I find impressive. All his dialogue is added in post, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, he does very good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, it's it's a bit of like, a, I'm Vincent motherfucking Price, I do what I want. I thought it was very funny as well. I thought it was really funny, yeah. A uh, bunch of funny kills in that Yeah, one. really funny kills. Um, yeah, I guess I, I won't spoil that one. They do make up some plagues, some biblical plagues. I know, it is based on like the plagues, the biblical plagues, and they do make them ups with a couple ones, there which was, are really funny. There was one line, which was really fucking funny to me, where they're like, we need to consult with a Jewish scholar about the order of the plagues that happen in the book of Exodus. And the scholar's like, well, you know, there's really like a a bunch of argument about like what the proper one is, but the generally accepted one is this one. And he shows them a scroll <laughs> of what order they're going to go yeah. in. Yeah. And I got to ask, dude, like, are there multiple dis- disputed versions of the book of Exodus from the Torah? Like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure. People love arguing about the Bible. I'm pretty sure there's an accepted order, especially when he goes, and according to the story, here is the accepted order. Hmm. Like, I've read Exodus. Like, I know how the plagues work. 
Hmm. And the locusts, of course. <laughs> you just say you just <laughs> say the locusts, of course, and we cannot stop uh, saying the locusts, of course. Of course, naturally, <laughs> the locusts. Um. Yeah. Uh. We we've also watched. We watched. Um. We watched Scream Three, Scream, Scream Four, Four, Scream Five, and, and Scream Six. Yes. Uh. We're gonna do. We're gonna release an episode a little bit later in the week. Uh. As a Scream kind of retrospective. Yeah. As a as a makeup gift. We're going to do a Scream retrospective. Instead of going through all of those just in the beginning of this episode, we thought it would be fun to talk about all of them together. Yeah, and we'll give our our appraisal of Scream 6 a little bit towards the end of that one. It won't be the whole episode. Like, if you're interested in how we feel about the other sequels, we'll, you'll put those first, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did we did venture into the movies to uh to see 6. Yeah, so. we're not going to do, like, full summaries. It'll probably be more like... Uh, creature features where we do like a rough yeah a rough draft but we'll we will be talking about the sequels uh i i would say the preview for that we generally like the scream movies they're fun they're a lot of fun they uh <laughs> they they have their ways a hundred percent as far as like horror movie franchises that go on way too long like we've watched worse ones than this oh yeah like, Final Destination and Saw are way worse than these. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course. And Six isn't that many in the grand scheme of, like, <laughs> slasher sequel world, to sure, be honest. Yeah. Like, we got through all of those pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, a few days after this episode comes yeah. out. All right. Well, um, should we just get into... Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. <laughs> is that is that like your backup music to Grave Encounters? Yeah, it's like the it's like the Hell's Kitchen when the someone sting. does something wrong. They're like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. You could put you could put that in in post. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, okay, so. The story of this one, so I guess just um, before we get started, the kind of pitch for it is, what if you did uh, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters meets Paranormal Activity or The Blair Witch Project? It is just a parody of Ghost Adventures. I don't know how familiar you are if you've actually seen any episodes of Ghost Adventures, but it's basically just that, like beat for beat. Yeah. Include, including the main guy on Ghost Adventures, who's very fun to make fun of, Zach I, Baggins. I do, I do want to get it out of the way. Uh, Sean Rogerson is the main guy in this. Is great as like the he's the, not bad. Yeah, the like shitty host who's always talking like this to the camera. Okay, they could have taken it a step further though. Zach Baggins likes to take off a shirt and be like, "How do you like my tattoos at the ghost?" <laughs> Which I think is really funny. I would love that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, kind of the story of how this movie gets made. Uh, so, Minihan and Ortiz, they're the Vicious Brothers. Um. How, how did they become the Vicious Brothers? I feel like you have to kill a person to become the Vicious Brothers. So, the, there's two parts to this answer. One is, uh, they picked the name for themselves, which is extremely cringe. It, a little bit, yeah. But two... Um, they have been, like, film collaborators since they met each other on internet message boards when they were children. 
Oh, that's awesome, though. So it's like the the edgy teens calling themselves the Vicious Brothers and then going on to make an actual oh, movie. I take it back. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. So, yeah. Um, uh, they had, like, several um, scripts kind of once they got into, like, their early 20s that they were developing. But all of them were a little bit too expensive mm. uh, for them to make, given the amount of funding they were able to secure. Yeah. Common um, mistake. But then, uh, Minihan shot a music video for Papa Roach. What? <laughs> uh, in the Riverview Hospital. Does it does it say what song? Uh, in British Columbia. I don't know, but I could probably find out with a little digging. It's not Scars. Could it be? I don't know. <laughs> the one is, that, is that Papa Roach? Is that Mr. Roach? So myself shut. I'll find out. <laughs> Um, so, uh, that, it's like an actual, um, defunct, um, asylum, basically, uh, turn of the century, uh, a spooky place where they tortured, uh, mentally ill people, um, that is now, uh, yeah, used in a lot of, like, uh, music videos and Mm. movies, um, so. It's a very good location for this. It's amazing, um, they basically, uh. Paranormal Activity, I mean, the Blair Witch Project, really, but the uh, Paranormal Activity is just a few years, like, before this movie. Kinda no, they're, they're both 2011, aren't they? Uh, It's, like, early before. They were very inspired by mm. Paranormal Activity, uh, which is, like, 2009, if you remember. Like, it had, like, an early release right. situation. Right, we did talk about this. Yeah, so, um, kind of the, that plus um their love of... Uh, shitty ghost hunting TV shows. I mean, how um, could you not? I, I, at the the point where I stopped watching cable, I think that's all that the Travel <laughs> Channel ever showed was ghost adventures. Yeah, um, you know the History Channel loves the shit too. Like several channels, like yeah, uh, it's a special genre that uh, that family of channels loves where nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, so and that's kind of the the um, reason they made this movie. Yeah, was they had this great location. Um, it was. Found footage, something they could shoot for basically no money. Yeah. Um, and the ghost hunting genre kind of lends itself to a horror movie because you can actually show something, unlike all the shitty TV shows where right, nothing ever happens. Right. Like, what if something actually happened? Yeah. Um, like, and, I get that premise. Yeah. Um, and it kind of lends itself to, you know, shooting it for no money. And it kind of justifies, like, why are there cameras there, et cetera, et cetera. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, a really good match, basically. Yeah. Uh, so the movie was shot um, on location uh, in 12 days. Um, kind of classic, like, low-budget production. Um, they did some test screeners that didn't really go well, so nobody really wanted to pick up the movie. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess they had, like, some audio issues, too, oh, which they, yeah, they were sad about. That um, so they decided, what if we just upload a trailer to YouTube? Yeah. Uh, and then the trailer went viral. Uh, it has, like, over a million views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I um, mean, that's kind of why I picked this movie as a sack movie, because it does kind of have, like, this uh, online cult following. Because yes. it's very accessible, because this is a movie that you can just find on YouTube. You can just find it on, on YouTube. Along with its sequel. So a lot of people saw it. Yeah. Um, so after kind of getting some attention from that, uh, Tribeca bought the uh, rights to the movie as well as the distribution so they could um, premiere it at Tribeca Film Festival and then do like a very limited kind of VOD direct-to-video release for it. 
Um, you know, this is like a very economical movie. It's like 120k budget to make, which is really cheap for a movie in 2011. Um, More than Paranormal Activity, but yeah, I mean, uh, I I see why they they did some <laughs> they did some special things. Yeah, D- didn't have a huge box office or anything, but when you think about like how viral the YouTube trailer was, Final Destination Five, also a movie in 2011, has like only about two million views on its trailer on YouTube. And it has roughly 300 times the budget of this movie. Yeah. So, that you know, it, it, it to this day kind of has a bit of a cult following as like a, a pretty good, you know, 2010s found footage movie. Yeah, I, I um, would say that its sequel also does, but... Um... I have to admit that I couldn't get through it. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if that was just me being bored at the time or if it was actually bad, but we could see. We could test it out. <laughs> we could test it out. I mean, I'm famously like not much of a found footage person. Yeah. Um so that that was my that was my worry with this that it was just going to be like, "Oh god, this sucks." <laughs> this one ended up working for me. We'll talk more about it as we like get into yeah. the summary. Um but yeah, it has a bit of a cult following. Like you said there's a sequel. They were like in talks and developing a script for like a third installment but that's kind of fallen through Mm -hmm. um these guys keep making movies though um they made um extraterrestrial uh what keeps you alive and the 2019 movie uh spiral not the saw one i've heard of all these but i haven't seen any of them yeah uh but spiral i know is on shutter yeah that's a that's a shutter exclusive situation these guys seem like primed to make something direct to shutter that will be pretty good oh yeah in the next five years you know so that's just kind of their bag um this is kind of where they get their start um and you know given that it's like pretty good yeah it's it turns out okay i think it has its slower moments but also you know when it gets going it gets going yeah, you know, for, like, two uh, film nerds growing up in the 2000s who were like, yeah, we're pretty good with Adobe After Effects. <laughs> this is a good movie. No, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of the story of how the movie gets made. Um, any, any other preamble before we get into our summary? I don't think so. All right. We open on Gary, a TV producer, uh, giving an interview to documentarians about a pilot episode his studio received for a ghost hunting show called yeah, Grave Encounters. He makes sure to mention, like, they did it first, though, before oh, yeah. before anyone else had a ghost show. Years before those other ghost hunter shows. You know them. <laughs> um, and we get uh, some TV intro footage featuring Lance Preston and his crew of paranormal investigators yeah i think this is beat for beat just the ghost adventures intro yeah yeah. besides like shirtless zach baggins which they should have done i guess like while they were writing this anytime they would get stuck they would literally like just go watch episodes of there are hundreds of them they're all the the same (laughs) yeah um but uh gary our tv producer says you know everything was going great but then they got to episode six. <laughs> <laughs> six, the evil number. Uh, and he makes sure to let us know that this is raw footage, edited strictly for time, and not doctored. He's given us the uncut fucking shit. I feel like they could have added a couple sound effects in there. <laughs> there's a few moments There's a like, few moments where I think uh, someone had a little bit of fun. There's a moment where they like cut to still images that they have taken with a camera earlier. That's and it's editing, like, bro. That, that, bro. That is editing. 
Um, so, okay. Uh, we uh, are introduced to the crew. They are shooting at Collingwood Psychiatric Hospital. Uh, we learned that it was active from 1895 to 1963. Uh, you know, weird that it was a mental hospital that closed in the 60s. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Um, it's almost like all of them did. Uh, anyway, it's haunted now. Uh, they meet with a local town historian who explains uh, asylums. Uh, they, they suck. <laughs> yeah, they have some very funny, like, uh, film student uh, demo of, like, a Titty Cut Follies-esque, like, with just a room full of, like, student <laughs> actors being like, act a little bit crazy, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, that's kind of funny. Uh, we also uh, uh, get into... The fictional character Arthur Friedkin, legally distinct from Walter Freeman. Uh, yeah, the real <laughs> lobotomy guy. I think, listen, subtlety is for cowards. We all know this. Yeah. But we we didn't really have to change it. Maybe the real guy should have died also <laughs> to, yeah. to patients. Like, that would have been okay. I don't think I'm going to make any of his relatives mad by saying this. He would have deserved it. <laughs> yeah, so the story, the story is that this guy is like Mr. Lobotomy... Uh, but then he gets killed by his own patients, basically. Yeah. Um, so the crew gets uh, led into the asylum where, you know, it's like an abandoned building. There's graffiti and stuff. Um, and they meet the resident caretaker, Kenny Sandoval, who is like, it's a creepy old building. Kenny doesn't believe any of this shit. <laughs> no one believes any of this shit. He's like, hey, there's a window that opens on its own. That was a real thing, apparently. I guess the actual caretaker that the, they met with while they were filming was like, yeah, the windows will just open on their own sometimes. That's just a bad window. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're like, all right, we'll put that in the movie. Um, you know, we see a room with writing all over the walls from an actual patient. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> Sam Neill's room from In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's a bathtub where a patient committed suicide. There are creepy service tunnels. Uh, a local contract contractor, Gary Crawford, explains that uh, the state government was like, oh, let's renovate the building, but then they ran out of money. Um, what, would they, what would they turn it into? Well, I don't know. They said there were like some weird sightings, though, during the construction, and a guy fell off a ladder, so... That could have been his fault. Haunted. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was probably drinking and oh, fell off the ladder. Now you're being presumptuous. I just thought he was a clumsy fuddy-duddy. Have you... You... <laughs> Your dad works in insulation. You should know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we learn uh, the difference between uh, residual and intentional hauntings. Uh, it's an, it's intentional if anything happens. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, you could say that. And they get some local goths to be like, yeah, bro, it's totally fucking haunted. Yeah, yeah. You really <laughs> want to trust these guys. One of which does not want their uh, identity shown. I guess, even though this was never released. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get the, the words, uh, full spectral apparition dropped, which is great. Yeah. In, in that intonation, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Full cheese <laughs> mode. Uh, next, they uh, pay off a gardener to make up a story for the camera. He's like, uh, yeah, it, I saw one over there. <laughs> there was a ghost. It was very scary. <laughs> that thank guy you. got $20 Thank you for $20 uh, Next up is 
psychic medium Houston Gray. This this guy's name is Houston, so we can say like Houston, I have a problem and stuff like that, like over and over. They say that so many times. Oh my god, I did. I literally didn't even notice. You didn't. <laughs> they kept saying like Houston, there's a problem oh and stuff god. like that. Anyway, you know this guy's a cool TV psychic because he has a leather jacket and sunglasses. To me, he kind of looks like if Steven Tyler had died due to asbestos-laced <laughs> self-tanner or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, he's like, there's totally demons here. Uh, but then we see, you know, he's clearly just hamming it up for the cameras. He's like laughing about how he did such a great job acting. Um, uh, next up we get, you know, some classic night vision camera stuff. Uh, various rooms and camera angles get set up for the stationary cameras so that as we watch the movie, we can cut to the angles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Required. Because it would be boring if you could only ever do one camera shot in any given scene. So, you know, these are important. That's true. Uh, you know, they get a computer station set up with all the computers. <laughs> um... Next, we get EMF meters, infrared thermometers, EVPs, and Geiger counters all explained to us. A bunch of expensive bullshit that they never use again. A bunch of fake shit that if you've ever watched a ghost show, uh, yeah, you know, is, is, is fake bullshit. I love the EVPs. I love when they're like, do you want to say something to me? Zach Baggins' voice, do, do you want to hurt me? And <laughs> it's like... <laughs> And they're like, it said, fuck you. If you isolate the audio and, and crunch it up a little bit, it's like, I'm going to kill you or something. Like, it, it said, uh, I'm I'm SpongeBob SquarePants. It said that. <laughs> anyway, these are all like, uh, what's the game called? Phantasmophobia uh, gadgets or whatever. Oh, yeah, that that's right. That is phas- uh, Phantasmophobia or whatever. Phasmophobia, whatever Phasmophobia it is. Phasmophobia or whatever is the game is called. But, yeah. Um, so, you know, the crew are locked into the building for the night, uh, literally. Uh, the, uh, one of the guys is like, hey, why did you have to actually lock it? And it's like, it's good for TV, bro. It's not. I don't think they actually do that. Uh, they walk around the hallways for a bit. Uh, they, like, play around asking the ghost questions. How old are you? <laughs> that is that is the if you ever want to have a laugh, if you want to look up the the speed run for phasmophobia. It's that is so that the... is one of the speed run tactics. Is one of the people just they ask specific questions, and there's one guy like, "How old are you?" <laughs> but yes, the the GDQ speed run of phasmophobia, where it's like a team of people go in, and yeah, one person's job is to ask like set questions. That are, like, the questions that the ghost will respond to. Like, uh, what do you want? How, how old, old are, are you? you? We say how old are you a lot. We say that all the time. It's a funny uh, speed run, for sure. Yeah, I uh, definitely recommend that one. Um, they do some spirit photography. I like this aspect of it. I don't think they do this in ghost adventures, <laughs> but it's a good uh, creative uh, shortcut, I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, they find, like, some service tunnels where there are rats. <laughs> very uh, cute. Very cute little rats. Very cute little rats. Uh, the camera guy, TC, uh, goes to shoot some B-roll upstairs. Uh, he gets a call from his daughter because she's scared of monsters under the bed. But he's like, don't worry. 
I'll protect you. Monsters are real. I feel like every movie with a wheelchair in it has this exact shot where, like, a guy turns around and the wheelchair moves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what the scene is setting up, is he, he's busy talking on the phone, so he's not looking at the wheelchair, yeah. but it's moving on its own. Uh, very, uh, another movie I'll talk about later. Uh, a door slams on its own, which they catch on tape, and they're investigating, and they're like, oh, there's footsteps upstairs, let's go upstairs, maybe there's pranksters. <laughs> um, we get uh, a very paranormal activity scene of... Yeah, uh, B for B, very paranormal activity yeah, but this one, uh, Sasha, one of the investigators, literally has her, like, hair move on its own. Oh, uh, no. You think her name is Sasha. It's Sasha. It is Sasha. Everyone... That drove me crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, she gets she gets freaked out for real. Uh, and Lance is, like, taunting the ghost, trying to get it to do something. Uh, and we cut to several of the spirit photos, which show wispy guys. I like the wispy guy pictures. <laughs> I like the one with the window where it's just like hands on the window and goggles like, ah. Also, that's fucking editing. That's editing, That's bro. not uncut. I know. That's editing. I'm going to talk to him. Uh, thoroughly creeped out. They're like, hey, maybe we should leave. We've, we've got like good footage here. Um, but they momentarily get lost in the labyrinthian hallways. Um, but they eventually make it back. Everyone starts packing up, but Matt, the computer guy, has got to go retrieve all his cameras. Yeah. Um, he finds the suspicious window open. He just closes it. This window never amounts <laughs> to anything. He's just like, oh, a breeze. <laughs> uh, but when he doesn't return for a while, the others are like, we gotta go look for Matt. Maybe he's injured. <laughs> Matt's always getting injured. Uh, they find his abandoned equipment, and they're like, oh. We better split up and look for him. Matt would never leave his equipment. He would never leave his equipment. They're very adamant about that. That man's an equipment man. I know. <laughs> uh, wandering the hallways alone, TC is uh, pushed down some stairs, uh, which is based on, I guess, a real story that a crew member had about shooting an X-Files episode there. Where, oh, really? Where somebody fell down some stairs and they were like, I swear I was pushed. Yeah, I I swear I swore I was pushed a long time ago by nothing when I was leaning over an electric fence. Oh. <laughs> I was word. like something kicked me in the butt. <laughs> but I just got shocked by the electric fence. That's a word? Okay. <laughs> shit uh, happens. That's my point. Shit happens. Sometimes you think things that aren't real. Or it was a ghost. That could be true. Uh, everyone's now, like, pretty thoroughly freaked out, uh, so they, like, try and call someone, but they have no signal, and they try and get through the door, but it's locked, so they, uh, argue. Yeah, this is the part of the movie, if you hate the Blair Witch Project, if you were one of those people like, stop fucking arguing (laughs) at the Blair Witch Project, you are gonna hate this part of the movie, because they are just doing that for a long time. I I will say, the Blair Witch Project is a lot more heavy-handed with this, where, like, that... The whole, like, back two-thirds of that movie are just constant arguing. It is, Constant bickering and arguing. It was the first movie to do that in that it's kind of become, like, a weird standard for, like, this era of found footage where everyone's, like, yelling at each other, like, stop (laughs) recording! And someone's like, I got a document! And someone's like, leave me alone! And people are just, like, freaking out. And it's, like... It's too much. It's like a, it's like the staple that everyone makes fun of. 
This like, movie... why Why are you recording right now? <laughs> Everyone always says that, and it bugs the shit out of people. Why are you, why are you drawing attention to it? Yeah. Uh, but I think this one, for the most part, is not too heavy-handed with it. Like, there's a lot of it in this sequence, but it kind of makes sense because they're really, like, kind of in it now. Yeah. Um, there also has to always be the character, like, I have to record everything for I this to, to work. Well, it, but it kind of makes sense for, like, a true believer uh, ghost paranormal guy. So I think it's, well, not even necessarily a true believer, a specifically phony, I'll pay this guy $20 so that he'll believe that this is real kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, that he's like, well, I got to I gotta document everything, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, listen, I, I just, I just had to say, because I understand. <laughs> right. Uh, next we get kind of one of the first, like, really unsettling bits of the movie where they break down the door. Uh, but it just reveals another hallway instead yes, of the I, exit. I love a spatial loop. I'm always saying this. I, I do love when a movie realizes that it can fuck with space and time because it decides what to show us. Yeah. So they can show us, um, you know, this entryway at the beginning of the movie and be like, oh, you know, they're they're good. They're all set up here. They have like a computer set up. This is like their battle fucking station. <laughs> And then we return to it, and it's like, suddenly it's in a new place. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Is this an identical hallway? Like, what's going on? So it's really good. Um, so they yell at each other some more. Uh, and then uh, when they check the clock, it's 8.30 a.m., which is after they were supposed to be picked up. And yeah. after sunrise. Yeah, I think the time and space stuff is kind of like what sets us apart as like an interesting movie at this point. I also think it's like what sets us apart from like normal paranormal uh, investigator garbage, right? Or it's I like... Think, well, ghost movies do this sometimes where like it's kind of like you're going back to where the ghosts want you and stuff like right. that. But but I think this is, like, when it's starting to kind of get, like, a little bit more real and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, they also do this, which I really like, is they just have hours go by off screen. Um, people, also, also kind of paranormal activity. Yeah. Uh, people try to sleep, but uh, when their lighting equipment uh, falls over on its own, uh, they kind of freak out. And it turns out all their food also uh, kind of rots. Yeah, so you don't know how much time is actually passing. Yeah, or you don't know if there's something fucky out here that's killing their food. Mm. So, yeah. You think the ghosts put worms there. That's right. <laughs> uh, they wander the hallways and eventually find uh, stairs with roof access, but the stairway ends in a solid wall. Yeah, your Winchester mystery house vibe. <laughs> I love this. The, like, handrail goes right, like, into the wall. Mm-hmm. It's it's super good. They did, they did this with, like... In practical, they actually built the wall yeah. on the stairwell, and it, it's really good. Yeah, it looks good. Um, they hear some shouting and run after it, hoping to find Matt. Uh, an empty bed thrashes around on its own. Uh, and after looking for another stairwell for a day <laughs> and coming up empty, they hunker down again. Uh, Sasha uh, finds Hello has been cut into her back mysteriously. Yeah. Uh, and they get a call from Matt, who's all staticky. He's like... Yeah, they've been trying to use these walkie-talkies the whole time, which don't really work. Yeah. So, they're they're thinking that he must be nearby. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, it's so cold. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> I think so, yeah. It, it was a little harder to hear. Um... They chase after someone, who turns out to be a girl in a hospital gown. Yeah, they... This... 
hospital gown woman runs by and they're like, look, it's Matt. And it's clearly <laughs> not Matt. Uh, and they find her uh, facing a corner, super Blair Witch style. Yeah, extremely. Uh, when she turns around and howls at them as her face distorts and yeah, everyone panics. She, she does a floops Fookley's face <laughs> like we, we've talked about. This is like one of the images that is pretty iconic for this movie. Yeah, like I knew about this little bit even before like the trailer spoiled it's, it. Yeah, it's part like, of the trailer. I feel like the trailer maybe shouldn't spoil it, but also like there there are parts that it it leaves for you yeah, at the end. But I think this is like a decent effect, right? It's uh, okay. It's okay for lower budget, but it is kind of like this 2010s thing where we do like the face warping. Yeah. And I think it's a little silly sometimes, but sometimes it's okay. Yeah, they don't do it a ton in this, which is, I think it's a it's just helps them enough get away with times it. yeah. where it's like, eh, this could be stupid. <laughs> uh, everything goes dark as their lights go out, and we cut to hallway footage of Houston, the psychic, wandering blindly. Yeah, we forgot about this guy. <laughs> yeah, I think. he's been here. Um, uh, doors are opening and closing on their own, uh, and eventually he gets picked up by an invisible ghost and uh, blasted across yeah, the room. psychic blasted across the room, and that's the last of Houston. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, one thing that's fun here, they show the um, stationary like hallway cam footage here, and you can see the timer, and it's been going for like 48 hours. Yeah. So it's been days that they've been out here. Um. So TC, Sasha, and Lance, the kind of like three uh, uh, remaining people, hide together in a small room. Uh, the strange noises are just constant right now. Uh, later they wake up and find they all have wristbands with their names on them. Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah. checked in patients at the at the asylum, which I thought was really unsettling. Which you're, you're kind of starting to see like where this is going. Yeah. Uh, and a hand comes through the wall to grab at Sasha. This is a good scare, I think. Yeah, This is yeah. a good, like, little startled moment. Well, the hand, like, breaks through, like, some glass or something like that. Yeah, because that. They, they the rooms all have these tiny windows in the middle, and you know someone's going to come out of those <laughs> one time. And it does, and it's good. Um, uh, but TC finds Matt uh, alone in a hospital gown, shaking and uh, sitting on the floor. Uh, they pull him into a room and try to question him, but all he says is that they can leave when they're all better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is is really good. It's really good. Um, some time passes. Uh, Lance and Sasha have a quiet moment. You're kind of getting the feeling that these two... Maybe they're fucking a little bit yeah. on the side. Yeah. Um, Sasha. 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 Uh, some hands come through the ceiling. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I think this is like a VHS moment, like where the hands are coming out, like virtual hands. I think it looks pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they hide in the bathtub room where they find a tub full of blood. I love the bathtub room. This is great. Um, TC like kind of walks over to try and like move Matt away from this bathtub and a, a woman pops out and pulls him in. Yeah, we got the backstory earlier that someone like slit their wrists in the tub and it was like full of blood and that's what happened. Yeah, and so this woman is like a real apparition. He's like grabbing him. This is this is the actual moment that I remember from this movie be- besides the ending. Yeah, they did this all in practical. Um, yeah, which why, why couldn't you? I mean, yeah. it's a bathtub full of blood and it looks fucking awesome yeah they just had someone like submerge themselves in the bathtub long enough yeah. for the water to quiet down and then jump out so that's, that's cool though yeah it's like probably the the best looking scare in the movie yeah and when it spills over there's blood everywhere yeah. which always looks great yeah 
Um, but then they both disappear. Um, the rest uh, kind of wander around some more dark hallways. They find a bloody severed tongue and a tongueless howling ghost. Yeah, it it's a fun moment where like you see the thing on the floor and then there's like a drip drip from above and yeah. you look up and it's like guy. Yeah, that, it's a good like. I like that. It's a good it's a good bit. Uh, yeah. little beat. Um, he does make a fugly face though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they wander through some more dark hallways. Sorry, that was before. Uh, Lance manages to like wedge a service shaft open, uh, but is attacked by. Uh, tongueless man uh and matt just throws himself down the shaft to his he's death like, i'm done with this movie and then he falls <laughs> I, I think this is a good scary bit i think do. i think the way that they the actual kills the way that they get rid of the rest of the cast are kind of funny yeah yeah um sasha and lance climb down there uh, and try and escape through the access tunnels which just kind of go on forever she gets um anime mom disease where she starts coughing up blood and gets <laughs> yes. really weak yes I, I wrote down here she begins to projectile vomit blood yeah anime mom disease yeah but, but with more blood like it's a lot of blood yeah uh they spend uh what they tell us is a day walking down the tunnels but not finding anything uh we also see the time code on the camera shots here is just constantly like it's scrolling wild. digits yeah. yeah that's really good uh while they're sleeping, uh, smoke fills the room, uh, and Sasha disappears. Sasha. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> no, no, I think this is so funny. They're like, how do we get rid of Sasha? And someone's like, smoke bomb. And they throw down a ninja smoke bomb and she disappears. <laughs> That's right, yeah. They fucking spirited her away. Yeah. Um, uh, alone and afraid, uh, Lance is tormented by voices. Uh, <laughs> aren't we all having uh like clearly lost it uh at this point he tells us that he's been like walking around through the tunnels for hours uh in the dark and just says fuck you to anyone watching <laughs> thanks uh and a really funny like the way they staged this scene he kills and eats a rat <laughs> survivor season one I, I love the way they, like, shot this, where he's, like, on the edge of the frame, and he's, like, holding <laughs> Yeah, you see the rat. <laughs> it might as well be, like, a giant cartoon mallet. Yeah. Like, he's gonna smush the rat <laughs> Exactly. With. It has the same, the same, like, framing as, like, a Tom and Jerry sketch if, like, someone had a big hammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah and someone's about to, like, come around the corner and get smashed, yeah. right? Uh, so he, he uh, kills he and eats, eats the, the rat. rat. <laughs> Uh, and suddenly a door appears. I like the way they tell us this. He just says, like, he woke up not knowing how long he slept, and there's a door there now. Yeah. Um, and he finds a lobotomy guy's, uh, laboratory. Uh, in a very, like, final scene moment. You said this reminded you of the final scene yes, from Wreck? it does remind me a lot of the final scene of Wreck, because we are going into, like, the final doctor's office of the yeah. horrors of experimentation yeah. or whatever. Yeah, this is big, like, final set piece here. Um, you know, complete with, like, a demonic circle with a skull in the middle and a leather-bound tome. Yeah, uh, implying that this supernatural stuff is happening because someone did an ancient spell or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't just be the suffering of hundreds of people. It's both. It's both. Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, equivalent exchange. <laughs> uh, Lance turns and sees some nurses operating on a patient, and then he is attacked uh, as he pleads off screen. No, no, I'm not crazy. 
I, I like this moment where he turns around and there's just an operation happening and everyone's staring at him. Yeah. I think that's a good moment that I also remember from this movie. Yeah. Um, and in our last shot, Lance uh, turns the camera on, looking uh, very lobotomized, uh, bleeding yeah, from the eyeball. Yeah, he's got in the corner of his eye, he's bleeding, which is like kind of how lobotomies work yeah without going into too much gruesome detail it, it's a good like uh let the audience imagine kind of kind of yeah bit. um where he says he's all better now and he can finally go home grave encounters signing off yeah we we pose the question <laughs> what if zach baggins was lobotomized at the end of an episode of ghost adventures which i i think that's brave i want to see it <laughs> you'd love to see it yeah uh, so that's Grave Encounters. Opal, how did you feel about it? I liked it a little better than my first viewing. Um, it still kind of pales in comparison to some better found footage I've seen, but it's okay. I think it's passable. It's got some fun stuff going on. It reminds me a lot of uh, Banshee Chapter, <laughs> which we've also done. Sure, yeah, I definitely get Banshee Chapter from it. Um, I think it's a, excuse me, I think it's a little by the numbers. A bit at times. Um, but I don't know. I think it's like pretty even handed overall. Like it's not very long. It's not it's not super long. I don't think they reused too many like bits basically. No, basically um, all, all the new things were unique. I think they got at like what makes the paranormal shows kind of compelling and fun. Uh and that marries super well with what makes found footage compelling and fun, and that's completely hating everybody you see on camera all the time. <laughs> that's true. Um, I think I think that tonally just really worked for yeah, me. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think it is the marriage between those two things. Like, how much you hate the stupid ghost shows, and how much... Maybe, maybe you like found footage. Maybe you hate found footage. Maybe you'll still th- think this is kind of funny. Like, I don't know. I think it depends on the person. Yeah, um... Like, as a not a big found footage person, like, this was charming to me. I I think, like, they did a good job of having a small cast that they kind of stuck to and that got smaller as the movie went on, which is... By by misadventure, yes, you could call it. But, but I mean, I think, like, the the people who are giving, like, decent performances really got time to have the the, the spotlight shot. Yeah, I think the main guy is good. I think, um... Sasha leaves a little bit to be desired yeah, at times. She she's not much of a character. She gets kind of dragged around a lot. She's there to like scream and there, be there's, scared. There's another guy whose job is to basically get thrown at things and say slurs and yell sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um but o- overall like I thought it was a good mixture of like yeah, of like solid found footage like scares. And then the atmosphere of using the actual yeah, location. I think, I think that is its highest point in terms of, like, scariness is it does have this real hospital to work with. Where, like, we're playing with, like, doors opening and stuff and there are a lot of tight corners. Like, you don't know if there's going to be something when they look into a room. Like, you can't see what's up ahead. I think that's really scary. I think the real darkness of an abandoned place is scary enough on its own that yeah. it uses that well. Yeah, we're both kind of into the sort of, like, urban exploration, like, looking oh, I, at a... I love that stuff. Like, people who go into dead malls and stuff like that. Absolutely. Is like, if it wasn't dangerous, that would be a fun-ass hobby, just yeah. going into abandoned places. Yeah, um, and I think, like, this captures a lot of the kind of creepiness of that um, without 
feeling like super exploitative like yeah the the thing is like the exploitation is the point like it it is like at the end of the day it is an asylum movie absolutely like which that is already kind of a rave uh oversaturated genre a little bit but the fact that like the people looking to like exploit this place and its aesthetic are shitty ghost hunters yeah that um, makes sense to me who who get brutally murdered by the spirits of the dead people is like okay yeah like we're doing something mm-hmm. i mean Yes, they are also, the filmmakers are also doing this, but I think they um, at least kind of recognize the spirit of what's sort of going on here um, and can kind of talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that pretty compelling, um, even if, you know, like, they're really not interested in these patients other than, like, uh, scary, crazy people. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so, very true. you know, it, like you said, yeah, it's still an asylum movie, um, but I think, like, the the um darkness of this is where a lot of people have been hurt and tortured is more the scare than wow look at these fucked up people mm-hmm. um they do have a few like creepy ghosts and everything yeah but for the most part the the stuff is environmental because they don't have to show too much for it to still be scary yeah it's it's like you um, get it yeah yeah so I'm glad they didn't... Yeah, I'm I'm just glad they weren't heavy-handed with it. Because it yeah. could have been very, like... Oh, come on, guys. Uh, very quickly. But. Yeah, I, I did want to bring up... It does remind me of a, a 2001 movie called Session 9. Which is also an asylum movie. I, I might have to, like, spoil an aspect of the ending really quick for that one. It also has a lobotomy ending. So mm. I felt myself, like, confusing parts of that movie's ending with this one. That reminded me a lot of it. I might have to watch that again sometime. I think it technically might be a better movie, but I don't really remember. That's interesting. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of the imagery in this has been uh, done to death. It has been done. I think it might even do the wheelchair thing that I talked about. Like, a lot of movies do that exact thing. Well, and a lot of movies have gone to the Ghost Hunters well for found footage after this. Yes, Uh, that's that's also true. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and shout out... um, uh, yeah, I want to shout out Deadstream, which does similar stuff to this, where it's like doing found footage in a quote unquote, you know, haunted house. That is, that um, is more explicitly a comedy, though. That's if you yes. le- fully leaned into the like bad person comedy aspect, yes, which I, I I like a lot more in that one. I think th- I think that's like a better version of this movie, basically. Yeah, I, I get that. I could totally um, see that. You know, where you're inventing a, a shitty guy to watch him get attacked yeah, by like ghouls. Yeah, like things happen to him. Yeah, uh, for, you know, 90 minutes. Yeah. I think that's like a better execution on this idea, but it does kind of show the, the promise of this sort of uh, thing. Um, you know, like, that movie is very much centered on just that one guy, Deadstream, whereas this one has a little bit more of a cast, and honestly, I could take or leave... Most you, of the people, aside could, from the main guy... You could lose a couple of them in a puff of smoke, you could say. <laughs> well, I just mean, like, it, uh, the the compelling part is, um, you know, the, the protagonist sort of guy. Yeah, that, um, that's true for both of them. Um, and I think, like, uh, Deadstream's able to, like, lean into that a little bit more. As, like, a, a solo streamer, as opposed to doing the Ghost Hunters kind of ensemble. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, should should we give it a numerical value? Yes, absolutely. 
Let's start off with the spookiness rating. Uh, how good were these scares and the overall vibes? What would you give it? I want it to be around like a, a three for me, maybe. Because um, it definitely has its moments. There are some that are a little bit derivative. Uh, I think the foogly face is a little <laughs> goofy sometimes. Sometimes that doesn't really work for me. But I, I think it has its moments for sure. Yeah, I want to say like for a found footage movie, this was pretty scary like i'm usually the found footage tends to take me out of the scares where i'm like god can you all shut up you are all so unreasonable and stupid that's exactly what i was talking Um, about but like i feel like that works for a ghost hunters show so uh, it ends up not bothering me too much in this one so yeah i I, I give it like a three uh I, i think like the stuff that it executes is pretty good that actual literal like tension and atmosphere of the location comes through um a couple things are yeah a little goofy and hammy but for the most part i think i think it's solid yeah i agree with that uh next up is uh watchability how good is it to just throw this movie on and have a good time um i think it's also probably a three i mean uh it it has its slower moments like i i kind of get tired of the whole argument segment of the found footage thing like i was talking about like some movies i don't feel it as much but in this one i think i felt it a lot like okay this is the standard procedure can we get through with the argument (laughs) you know yeah uh it didn't bother me as much but i like found footage a little bit less than you so i think it still evens out to a three for me (laughs) Um, I think, like, I have watched plenty of movies in this space that are less watchable because they sort of insist on annoying you, Uh, whereas this one is having a little bit more fun with it, which makes it a lot more watchable for me. I do think some of the um, scares, you really got to be, like, paying attention. You do. Because a lot of them are nonverbal and just kind of, like, happening. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of background stuff happening, so you don't want to look away exactly. Yeah, so maybe not, um, for a movie this dumb, maybe not as, like, uh, I'll just brain dead, kind of throw it on kind of a movie, but pretty good. Yeah. Uh, And then last off is the Vincent Price (laughs) vamp rating, the campiness and overall performances. Uh, What would you give it? I think... This is maybe a two for me. It's kind of in a weird in-between place where it wants to be kind of like a comedy in the first half, which would like up the score, but it wants to be like very scary in the latter half, which I think is kind of okay for this, but also it's a weird tone to strike for sure. Um, There are some actors that I could take or leave. Some people do a way better job than others. I think it's kind of at a two for me. Yeah, I think um, I think the Ghost Hunters atmosphere and Sean Rogerson's performance in particular as the main character give this a three for me. Um, I don't think he that plays Matthew, too. Yeah, he, he's okay. He's kind of... When he kind of goes into his, like... <laughs> oh, his, his I'm haunted phase. Yeah, that's that, pretty that's good. good. The rest of the cast and the rest of the spooky tone doesn't quite work as much for me on the campiness level like if they got really campy with some of the kills i think that would have been yeah, fun we, we could lose houston you know what i'm saying <laughs> well but i think like some of his uh like tv medium stuff is is kind of yeah, campy and fun. funny but so, we could like combine characters a little bit like that could be session or, or whatever or we could pu- we could punch it up a little bit you know um you know, some of the interviews with the locals could have been a little bit more uh, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's like a three. It's not amazing, but yeah, for, like, a movie where generally, like, I'm not 
super charmed by this kind of thing. I guess I'm just giving it a lot of credit for actually being <laughs> charmed yeah, by this I, one. Yeah, I understand that. that. That works for you. So, uh, yeah, I would give it I would give it a three. I think overall, pretty pretty solid movie. Yeah, eight for me. Nine for, nine nine for me. Nine for you. Yeah. Not bad. Not, we've certainly done worse movies for this show. Yes. I, I think uh, you've literally liked all of the other found footage less than this. Maybe save for Paranormal, but... Yeah, I think... Um, like, the gold standard of not a very good movie for me is, like, The Bay. And this is way better than <laughs> the, the Bay. The Bay is not very good. Um, all right. Well, that's Grave Encounters. That was Grave Encounters. We'll be right back after these messages. There are no messages. I'm sorry I lied. Actually, our messages are going to be we're advertising ourselves a little bit. Oh. Opal, where can people find you on the internet? We have to do the sack. Don't, don't forget about her anymore. <laughs> I'm going to get angry. Bring me the movie sack. How could you forget her? She's like your daughter. We haven't done it in two weeks. I guess she's a she now. I've decided. No, we, we've been talking and we've decided. I'm happy for you, you both. <laughs> it's not, it has nothing to do with me. It's all about her. Parenting Lynn. Yeah. Having a good conversation about gender with your sack child. Now rip a movie out of <laughs> This is the movie sex segment. This is the part where we pull a name out of a hat to decide what we're going to watch next week. Opal, you decide what goes in the sack. Yes, I do. I and pull... I, I decide the sex pronouns, I guess, also. <laughs> you said you had a heart-to-heart conversation. We did. Next week, we're going to be watching Saw. Oh my god, I've been waiting for this. From 2000, I think? I think it is 2000. Yeah. Um, you know... A movie that's been uh, referred to many times on this show. I think that's why we had to do it. We did have to. We have to talk about the franchise. We do have to talk about the franchise a little bit. <clears throat> there I... is a new one coming out that I'm kind of dreading. Yeah, we're, we're um, grimly resigned to seeing Saw 10 this we, year. We have to decide between seeing that and seeing uh, the, the um, Five Nights at Freddy's movie with Matthew Lillard in it. They come out the same day. <laughs> I'm sorry I dropped that on you. I think we're going to end up seeing Saw 10. <laughs> I, well, listen, I believe in Matthew Lillard. Uh, speaking of that, uh, check our episode out coming out later this week where we're going to be talking about Scream, Scream the franchise. Uh, but before um, we do that, Opal, where can people find you on the you internet? You can find my social stuff at opal.card.co. Uh, you can find my Twitter and whatever, uh, and you can find the podcast Twitter at Scary Pair. Yeah, uh, if you enjoyed the show, tell, you know, tell tell a friend about it. Tell everyone. Tell everyone if you want to. I don't really care about like discoverability. Like, you don't have to rate the podcast if you want. I don't really care if like random people watch the show. But if you know someone who's cool who you think would enjoy listening to us talk about random horror movies, let, let, let them know. I think we've got great discoverability. Who doesn't want to hear me talk about, like, how much I hate uh, carrots or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) I'm at putrid underscore imp on Twitter. I do another show at Level With You Pod with my friend Austin, uh, who's never played an MMO before. Play a couple hours of World of Warcraft Classic every week. 
Uh, if you like video games, check that out. Yeah. And Opal. I think it's time for you to tell me <coughs> what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> what, if, what if someone was on the, the phone with Ghostface and they were like, you know. <laughs> Winky face. You know. You know. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. I love you. I love you, too. Oh, I was talking to them. So was I. Oh. Okay. I love you as well. Oh. I see how it is. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Good night. All right.